0: This is the Clonbell Podcast with Mark Whelan.
1: Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonbell Podcast for this Friday, the 6th of May. We're on episode 84. How was your week? Hope it went well. Lovely weather this week, wasn't it? Nice and warm. This is due to a Spanish plume, apparently. Yes, I had to look this up too. This is according to Me Aaron. Hmm. Long may it continue. The nice weather had the Clonmel Scout Group out practicing pitching tents and doing an amazing job as well. You may have seen them in the park during the week. There's also Holy Communions on in town and surrounding areas tomorrow. Do you remember when you were a kid? How much did you get? How much did you make from your Holy Communion? I think I made about a fiver. (laughs) And we went to the zoo. And it rained actually as well. If you are making yours tomorrow, have a lovely one. Loving the inside-out art pieces around town from the Tipperary Art Centre. You may have seen these too. They look fantastic. We also found out this week when the Clonmel Community Pride is on. Mark it in your diary. It's August 27th and 28th. We'll have more in the coming weeks on this. Well done to the Clonmel rugby team who beat City of Derry last weekend to stay up in Division Two. What a great result that was. The South Tipperary Beekeepers opened their new apiary training centre at the Bournemouth Orchards in town this week as well. Best of luck to County Tipperary Chamber, based at the Queston Building on the Care Road Roundabout. They're up for a Chambers Island Award and well deserved too. It was also out or off with the old and in or on with the new as the Talbot Hotel removed the old Clonmel Park Hotel sign and put up their new one. Looks great. Well done to Deals in O'Connell Street who collected over 60 kilos of personal and domestic hygiene products for the Tipperary Hygiene Bank. And finally, good luck to everyone taking part in the darkness into the light walk tomorrow morning at quarter past four from Clonmel Oak. All right, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel podcast? It's our Wild Geese feature. Love this part of the month. I speak to Martin O'Brien. From Cherry Mount Connolly Park area, who's now living in Ohio. News of a pre-loved occasion where charities sell. The Bella Voce Choir Summer Concert. Komogi for beginners. And you know what? Lots more coming up.
0: The Clummo Podcast.
1: But first, I caught up with Ruth Butler and James Sweeney from St Mary's Call Society, to find out more about their choir.
0: We have started a choir here, which people may or may not have heard about. We started a choir um, back in February and we're in rehearsals at the moment for our debut performance, which will be in the Choral Festival in New Ross on Sunday the 22nd of May. So we're very excited about that.
1: Um, so this is a big competition. It's your first competition, isn't it? It's a,
0: yeah, it's a choral festival. Mm. And this will be our first time in a long, long number of years to take part. Um, so it's exciting. It'll be exciting for, for us as a group to make a debut. And please God, all will go well.
1: So this is great. The choir's been set up, you said, since, is it February? You yes, you're set up?
0: yes. We, we started it in the first week in February was our first rehearsal. So we're three months, three months going now.
1: So we're looking at the choir and also the acting musicals that are taking part as well, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we're trying to become a bit more multifaceted in our, in our approach to, to gaining members. I mean, we always were very strong when we were putting on musicals in gaining people who were interested in musicals. But I suppose to succeed and to survive these days, we need to be more than that. So we, we looked at it. We weren't quite in a position to come back with a musical yet. Um, we hope that won't be too far away. But we hope we, we decided that the best thing to do was to see what else was out there and the choir seemed like the obvious direction. We had gained, gauged public interest, I suppose, in a concert we tried to put together last year where we brought back some older members and there seemed to be quite the appetite for it. So we looked at um, what would be a good target for us and the Ames Choral Festival is, is one of the biggest choral festivals in Ireland and, of course, Ames are the organisers who will be closely... Uh, closely and you know joined two down through the years with the musicals so it was nice to be able to to put together a choir of people and to invite people here to to work under mary rose mcnally and uh, it's come along really really well we're really happy with it
1: so with the choir it's here to stay isn't it
0: oh absolutely we hope so um, the plan is that it will be the choir will be very much a part of the society going forward
1: and james are you looking for new members for the
0: choir
2: of course, we're always looking for new members. We look for new members for everything, all the time. There's always a, a place for someone here in St. Mary's choral Society. Um, I suppose it's important at the moment that we're heading into the competition in Wexford that we have as many people as possible. Um, so no matter what your level or your ability or what you think, please come down. We'd love to have you. Uh, it's in particular, and you have to be careful these days, but in particular, we're looking for male voices. Um, we seem to have a huge amount of women involved and a few men a few extra men in, in the background would be lovely Um, it balances out the choir lovely mary rose is is very enthusiastic about having more men involved so yeah we'll take new members even right up to the week before the competition so if you feel you can only make that final rehearsal on wednesday night at half seven before the competition we'll have you come down you're more than welcome and uh, we'll bring you to Exford, and you'll have a lovely day out and it'll be a nice experience Sounds really good. How
1: are things going with the society at the moment and here at the White Memorial Theatre?
2: Well,
0: things have been very quiet for the last couple of years. Um, The theatre, unfortunately, has been very quiet. So I suppose one of the reasons that we started this was just to get singing back into the the building, get the building, a little bit of life into the place again. Um, As a society and as the owners of the theatre, We're dependent on rental income, and we haven't had any of that for the last couple of years either. So we're kind of facing a situation now where we're trying to build ourselves back up again, both financially and as a society. So it's not easy, but we're slowly but surely we're kind of getting there. You know.
1: Can people donate to the theatre or society at all? Of
2: course. We look. We're always. We'd love to give something back to people. We'd love to be selling tickets to people rather than looking for donations but if people contact the society through our facebook page committee member will absolutely talk to you about donations and whatever else is there we are in the early stages of getting back to productions and towards the end of the year we hope to be busy with productions again um and we are starting to see a little bit of uptake in rental of the theater so we do have um i know on your toes dance academy are coming back to us i know that we have Bellevue Academy coming back to us. I know the Presentation School show is going to be here later in the year. So we are starting to see an, an uptake in rental and a little bit of life coming back to us. But there's still a long way to go to get back to where we need to be operating this theatre as a full-time entity. And a profitable business is where is what we're, we're looking to, to create here. That's going to take a number of years. It's, and that's the reality of it. You know We've got to be serious about where we are. It's going to take time. We're going to have to do it slowly. We're going to have to be careful about every penny that comes in the door and how it's spent. But we'll get there. And you know we have a great, hardworking committee here. I'm a very lucky chairperson to have the people around me that I have, and uh, I'm delighted that it's going the way it's going.
1: Okay, I've heard I've heard talks on the streets that there's another card draw. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. We are planning. Yes, yes we're planning a card. <laughs> we're in the process of organising that at the minute. So we hope to have the tickets on sale very soon. And hold the draw during the summer, in conjunction with a concert with our choir and possibly some soloists as well. So the last time we did it, we had. Uh, it was limited to a thousand tickets. Was that right? One thousand yes.
2: tickets at twenty five euros each. So you could win a brand new car, out of the forecourt of uh, Barlos Hyundai Clonmel. Paul Littleton, below, Andrew the Keys himself, and it could cost you as little as twenty five euros. Members of the society will be receiving tickets in the coming weeks. Unfortunately, we are um, in the the middle of a court licensing application, which does take 60 days, but we have been approved for the license. We just have to wait the 60 days before we can sell tickets. So uh, committee members there, Alan McCormack and a few of the lads, have tickets printed, ready to go. We're just waiting for our license to be approved from the courts. Once we have that, a member of the Coral Society will approach you wherever you are, looking for money, and you could win a car for 25 quid. Sounds
1: great, doesn't it? And of course, it's going to a great cause.
2: Absolutely,
0: yes. It helps to keep this place going and keep music in the town. Alive. Yes, absolutely.
1: Ruth Bartlett and James Sweeney, thank you very much.
0: No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. The Clumlow Podcast.
1: Thank you, Ruth and James. Now, last week on the Clorma podcast, I spoke to Jenny Hannigan regarding Twin Hearts Meditation. If you'd like to give it a go, it's on this Monday morning, the 9th of May, at the Tipperary Arts Centre in Nelson Street from 9.45 to 10.30 in the morning. Remember, there's no fee, but donations are welcome. Pranic Healing Charity Ireland are having a pre-loved occasion wear charity sale. It's on at A Place For You Cafe on June the 11th and 12th. Also, if you have any pre-occasion where to donate, maybe clothes, shoes, costume, jewellery, bags, and also men's suits and coats, give Jenny and Elaine a call. The numbers are as follows. Jenny's is 086-868-2252 and Elaine's number is 087-279-6737. All proceeds will go towards feeding programs, homelessness and mental health services. A community meeting will take place on Monday the 16th of May at 7pm in the Town Hall to create a committee for the establishment of setting up a community hub for the town and also to form a proper committee to seek acute beds for mental health in Clonmel. For more information, you can email Thomas Ryan at crwclonmel at gmail.com. Clonmel Athletic Club will hold their Tipperary Water 10k road race on Sunday the 15th of May at 10am as a new route this year too incorporating the blue way. Entry fee is 20 euros online registration only at itsyourrace.com. Get more details on the Clonmel AC Facebook page. Ardfinnan GAA Club have launched a fundraiser where they're giving you the chance to win a camper worth 80 grand. Tickets are €25. Get more details on the Ardfinnan GAA Club Facebook page. Never played camogie before? Fancy giving it a go? Well, you can every Friday this month at St Mary's GAA pitch at quarter past seven in the evening. No equipment is necessary. Bingo continues this coming Monday, 9th of May, at Hillview Sports Club. Maybe you've never done this before either. Well it's well worth trying. Jackpot is 1000 euros prize money standing at 2 grand. Eyes down at 8 p.m. you get tea and coffee at half time and you can now get a four panel book for 6 euros. The Clonmel Rugby Club will hold their AGM on Friday the 27th of May in the clubhouse at 7:30 p.m. If you'd like to help run their club, get in contact with them because they are looking for people. The Bella Voce Choir will hold a summer concert at the Old St. Mary's Church in Mary Street on Friday the 13th of May at 8pm. There will also be special guests on the night. Ooh, I wonder who that might be. There's no entry fee, but donations would be gratefully accepted on behalf of Kuncer. Now, fancy going to the cinema in town? Here's what's on at IMC Clonmel this week. Downton Abbey, a new era with Maggie Smith and Hugh Bonneville and Laura Haddock. The Northman with Alexander Skarsgård and Ethan Hawke. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen. And coming soon, here's the one I can't wait for. Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise. It's out on May 25th. For bookings and a full list of movies, go to imccinemas.ie.
0: The Clomel podcast, Job Spot.
1: Jobs this week? Hewitt's Home Bakery are looking for a shop deli assistant. Must be available midweek and Saturday. No work on Sunday and Monday. No split shifts. And you finish daily at 3 pm. This sounds good, doesn't it? You can email your CV to hewitts.bakery at gmail.com. The View Restaurant at the Clonmel Golf Club are looking to hire a chef and a full-time person for front of house. Experience is essential. Email your CV to theviewclonmel at gmail.com. Home Savers are looking for a supervisor. More on ie.indeed.com slash jobs. A store colleague is wanted at Holland & Barrett. ie.indeed.com jobs has all the details there for you. The Style Bar at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for senior and junior stylists. Apply by emailing stylebarpl at gmail.com. And finally, the Buttermarket Cafe are looking for waiting and deli staff. You can drop your CV into the cafe or email dpersal15 at outlook.com. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clommel Podcast, email theClomelPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, time for this week's interview. Yes, it's our wild geese feature. And we're off to Ohio to speak to Martin O'Brien.
0: Clommel's Wild Geese.
1: Martin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. So, Ohio. Yep. Seems like a nice part of the world, is it? It depends on the day. Oh, does it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, northeast Ohio here, we have anything from, you know, a couple of inches of snow on the ground to 80 degrees one day to the next here at this time of year. So, you know, they say if you don't like the weather in Ohio. Just wait a second. (laughs) <laughs> That's very true.
1: And it's so funny because we're so fascinated about the weather, aren't we? It's like I'll say to you now, what here, here we are in May. What's the weather like there now?
3: Well, yesterday we had snow and today it's 60 degrees. So it's uh, Fahrenheit, that is. So it's pretty sunny and clear today. Yesterday it was miserable.
1: <laughs> wow. That makes us feel a lot better here in Clonmel Mill. <laughs> yeah.
3: what- now, when we get into the summer, we'll have a decent span of good weather for sure. But for now, it's all over the place.
1: What brought you to Ohio? Well, I met a woman. Always <laughs> away. Me, Always away, me, isn't it? <laughs> guy meets a girl.
2: Yeah. yeah, And moves there. Over
3: here. So, yeah, she's from a city called Stowe, which is the next city over here from me in Monroe Falls. And uh, she's from here. So she made me come
1: over here. <laughs> so did you meet her then in Ireland? No, I met her in Japan. Oh, oh please tell me more. <laughs>
3: What brought you well, there? I went, I went over to, after I finished up uh, uni, I went over to Japan, uh, sort of a workman's holiday, teaching English over there, and uh, met her there. She was over there for the same reason. And we got married in Clomel, and then we came back over here.
1: Whereabouts in Clomel did you get married?
3: Well, I say Clomel, I actually was Dungarvin, but...
1: Oh, uh, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dungarvan, and you said Cromel. What are you like? You've been over there, my friend, far too long.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're
1: not wrong. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong about that. That's <laughs> so you got married yeah. in Dungarvan, and you met your lovely yeah. wife in Japan. What was what yeah, was yeah. it like working in Japan?
3: Ah, uh, very different. Mm. So yeah, to- so I was in Tokyo, right in the heart of downtown near Tokyo, which is a massive metropolitan area. And it's just, it's very different. Japan is very difficult to penetrate if you're, you know, not Japanese, right? So for foreigners, you end up having a kind of a community of expats that, that spend time together, you know? Um, so it, it was interesting. They have a very, very strong work ethic and you're supposed to be exhausted all the time, right? That's how they do business and hmm. So that was a bit of a challenge, but for me, it was really the experience of, of living, living in Tokyo and, and the cultural side of it more
1: so than the work. Um, and how was the yeah. language barrier? Were you okay with Japanese?
3: Yeah, it wasn't, you know, off, off out of the gate, it was bad, right? Mm, yeah, of <laughs> so, course. I, you know, I'd gotten my hands on a Rosetta Stone trying to learn a few things. And when I got over there, I might as well have saved myself the money and not bought the Rosetta Stone. But, you know, after a little bit of time, pick up enough you know Japanese to to get by a little bit so it wasn't too bad and the reality is the kind of language of business in Asia is is generally English so a lot of Japanese people speak some some amount of English they're just very hesitant to use it because they don't want to be embarrassed all right <laughs> but if you're if you're in a bind and you you know ask somebody in Japanese if they speak English generally they they have enough to help you get by you know
1: so how long were you there for Martin
3: I was there for two years. Okay. Um, before coming back and then off to the US.
1: So you came back to Clonmel for a while, got married yep. in Dungarvan, yep. may in I add? In Dungarvan,
3: <laughs> not <Clonmel>, yeah.
1: <laughs> and how long right. did you stay in Clonmel before you then moved to Ohio? Was it two years, you say?
3: No. So uh, in Clonmel, I was only there for a handful of months after hmm. we came back from Japan. And okay. Then we were off to, off to the US.
1: That must have been a cultural shock for you, too, was it?
3: yeah america is you know it's different right so had you been there before just to visit briefly yeah um to meet our family and that before we got married but yeah living and working here again is different the pace pace of life is a little bit different Uh, and the work ethic is again very demanding and ironically i ended up working for a japanese company over
1: here so i got no relief brilliant that's (laughs) so funny I love Um, that.
3: (laughs) Exactly, exactly the same kind of problems that plagued me in Japan. I couldn't get away from.
1: (laughs) Can I ask what you do?
3: uh yeah. So my title is executive director of operations for Mm. Fujifilm. All right. uh, Which is a health, the healthcare division of Fujifilm. So basically, what I do is I run the operations piece for them. So. We sell and service high-end medical imaging equipment MRIs and CTs and ultrasounds and radiation rooms and things and and my crew, you know, ship them, install them, mm. calibrate them, do that kind of work.
1: Okay, let's 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 take you back to, to Clonmill, bring you home now, not Dungarven. Yep. And um, tell us, what part of the town are you from?
3: So in my young younger years, I would have been in Cherrymount, spent we we lived in Cherrymount for a long time and then uh, we moved to Connolly Park, and most of my family now are in Connolly Park. So, my parents are there. I have aunts and uncles living there <laughs> in Connolly Park as well. And my grandparents would have been in Connolly Park yeah, originally. So, yeah, I would say Connolly Park is is pretty much where my roots are.
1: It's funny you mentioned Cherrymount. I used to live in Cherrymount years ago.
3: Yeah, so, I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah,
1: number 40 minutes. is where yeah, I live.
3: Yeah, we were, we were in 80, right around the corner there.
1: Nice part of town, too, isn't it, Cherry Man? It really is.
3: Yeah, very nice. The great views, uh, you know, up in that because of the elevation.
1: So, were you there when the little shop was here?
3: I was, yeah. Who owned the <laughs> shop again? Oh, I don't remember the man who owned it, but yeah. I remember, you know, being allowed to go down there to get something. And under no circumstances was I like to cross the road to the Texaco station on the other side. But of god course, forbid. I would ignore that, you know, <laughs> go across. The
1: of course, Dylan's have the Texaco garage now, yeah, which right. is um, yeah. which you may obviously remember. I'm trying to think who had the shop in Cherryman on the estate. I can't, I can't recall. Oh my god! I know it'll come to me by the end of this interview. I know who had the shop, but that was a great amenity there, wasn't it? It really was
3: yeah it was there and he was always you know hopping because everybody in the neighborhood would go down there
1: <laughs> but we was only talking about this recently about how these shops actually the other the other week on the podcast how these shops are no longer with us these little local shops
3: yeah it's a real shame actually because they you know it sort of a became a hub of the place you know you'd meet people in there and there'd always be a story or two right you know and you'd go in. <laughs> so yeah it's a shame that that's that's being lost
1: so you went from Cherrymount to Connolly Park. Were you very young at the time when you moved there?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, it would have been about let's say six or eight. Mm. Well, six or eight for, to Cherrymount, and then down to Connolly Park would have been about ten or twelve, I think.
1: And whereabouts uh, were you? You know, did you play out when you were kids? Where, whereabouts did you hang out around Connolly Park area?
3: Well, we'd be hopping over the wall into that graveyard. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> scaring the bejesus out of everyone no doubt
3: yeah, trying try not to get busted you know my grandfather was two doors down from that so he was in at 42 so he'd have been down down two doors from the wall you know and he'd be peeking over trying to catch us in there and stuff
1: do you know anything about that graveyard did you ever hear any history about it
3: not a thing you know you grow up right next to it and mm. then you know it becomes sort of a fixture you don't really don't really hear anything about it it was only recently i think on your podcast i think mm. i heard about the tunnels that ran
1: that's right
3: around that area no idea they were there
1: so. you didn't you yeah. didn't uh, enter any tunnels while you were as, <laughs> there as a no, kid I would, I would have if I
3: knew they were there <laughs> but I didn't
1: I have no <laughs> doubt about that after jumping into graveyards I'm sure you would be running down tunnels no problem yeah. at all
3: I have to stress the jumping over the walls of the graveyard was only during daylight hours there's not a hope going dark no way
1: not even Halloween Martin
3: <laughs> especially on <in>
1: Halloween <laughs> and of course you had the the, the meat factory not too far away from you then, then too, didn't you
3: yep yeah and that, that would get pretty ripe here in the summertime
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure it did you know i'm sure it did but once again a nice part of town isn't it
3: oh fantastic yeah you walk across convent bridge past the convent out that way it's great down the shore fishing
1: and what fantastic. about what about school school wise where did you go
3: well elementary would have been saint mary's and mm. then i was down at the high school after that good days yeah average days yeah i'd say good and bad
1: you know were you you, you... more
3: good than more good than bad in fairness
1: yeah so you enjoyed your your school days
3: yeah i would say it wasn't horrible Mm. can you remember any of the teachers who taught you about them absolutely but i'm not going to talk about them (laughs) (laughs) some some of them haunt my nightmares mark I I i can't afford the therapy Jesus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And what was the plan? I always ask people this. What was the plan for a young Martin O'Brien? What did you want to do?
3: Any number of things. So at one point I wanted to be, you know, a paramedic. My father just retired from the ambulance service there this past year.
1: What's your father's name?
3: PJ O'Brien. PJ?
1: And he was with the service for years? Years, yep. Just
3: retired. And you know, variously a priest and any number of things. And really, man. a priest? What, what were you thinking of? <laughs> Seriously, I, thinking, I don't know what I'm no, talking about. No there. offense to
1: any priest, but what you know, or was that was that maybe your mum pushing him in that direction? A lot of you know mums were kind of, oh, you know, be a priest.
3: <laughs> well, look, she's a very devout lady, my mum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no doubt serving in where St Mary's down the road there. She's down in St Mary's all the time. Yep, she's a fixture. And was that was that was that a big thing for you? Mass on Sundays.
3: Mass and Sundays, yeah. Lourdes a bunch of times, you know, that was my, that was childhood, right?
1: I think it was, I think, you know, with a lot of us growing up with, with, you know, as practicing Catholics, which we were, it was a whole thing about going to mass. And I know when I was a kid, you had your Sunday best which you seriously
3: yeah yeah we were more of a Saturday night
1: guest. <laughs> oh, you, went to, you went to evening mass did you
3: evening evening mass yeah Sundays yeah. were for sleep right?
1: <laughs> so yeah. so what, what about your later years then obviously you know you're in Connolly Park you you're, you're growing up you're now a teenager maybe you're you're in your late teens and I'm just guessing you know, you're, you're, you're heading out for the first time, maybe your, your first drink. What pubs did you frequent?
3: <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble, Mark.
1: Yeah, but, uh... it's good to mention. Just look, <laughs> let us know where, where you would have gone in your day.
3: Well, you know, the, the, the Princess Bar was right close there. And the 19th hole was right across the
1: it. I love the 19th hole. And before the pandemic, that was irregular of myself and my wife's. We used to go to the 19th hole, especially for the food. I mean the food in there Is amazing uh, But sadly It hasn't opened up Even at this stage So We're kind of still hoping It will Open up in town Yeah That was
3: a, that was a great place You know it's, it's too bad What's happened there With the mm. the pub And that uh, But yeah 19th hole Would have been one And depending on the audience that would have been Mulcahy's a little bit
1: So a group of friends You'd go out with On a Maybe a Saturday night
3: Yeah Yeah For
1: sure Come on Who were they <laughs> <laughs> you can't drop their names
3: uh, You know, I'd have been friends with, you know, people like Justin Walsh and Connor Bart And
1: some folks like that, so And were you heavily involved in sport at all while you were growing up, Martin?
3: I was, yeah, well, yeah, so I was a member of the karate club there in Clamell for years Really? With, uh, Paddy Dhani and John Aylward.
1: Oh, uh, do you know what, I'd I done um, Tai Chi with John many years ago
3: Yeah, John, John himself, I think, ended up out in America, I'm not sure where he is now, mm.
1: but- I think he's um, back in. Yeah. I think he's back in town, as far as I know.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's.
1: Now cool. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I saw him the other day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it was. Or somebody that looked just like. him. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I
1: could have sworn it was him. I said hello, John. He did look at me funny. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't him. <laughs> no, that's funny. So yeah. you were you were involved in a karate club?
3: Yeah, for years. Yeah, for years I did that. It's part of what led me over to Japan, actually, because I wanted to keep. Ah, kind of go. so I did some of that over in Japan as well. Um, so I'd always kind of wanted to get over there and and uh, kind of experience it, you know, where it started. And I had the opportunity to do that when I finished school, so I did, and uh, it was a excellent experience for me, and I enjoyed it. But it was only part of the reason, right? That there were other things too, but
1: that that was a big piece of it. Was it Shotokan karate you were doing originally?
3: Yeah, so the Klamo, the Kamal club there would have been Shotokan, but over in. Um, where I was in Japan, there really wasn't a ton of Shotokan actually. So I ended up doing a style called Kyok Shinkai, which is a little bit rougher than than Shotokan, but again, you know, very similar. They're all similar. <laughs> so but yeah, that was that was a good time.
1: And did you ever take part in any competitions when you were here in Claw Mill? I did, yeah. So anytime there was
3: a, an opportunity to to compete, I did. And had some success in the Munster Championships as a much younger man. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it was it was good. That was, and that was one good thing about the club. Like they gave you opportunity to do that type of thing. we traveled to Pilltown and up to Cork and um, you know, all around the place competing when it was when it was time to. Yeah, that club's been there a long time. My my dad was in that club and his sister and other uncles, that's been there. That club's been there a long time.
1: <laughs> so it has been gone kind of a good while then.
3: It has, yeah. Uh, I think it's still around, but yeah, that had been going for years before I walked through the door before John and, mm. and uh, Paddy Donnie took it over. I think they were students of of the man who had it
1: before that. Um, and was that an Irish there. town it took? Is that where you practice, in Irish town? So
3: when I started, I think we were in the parochial hall there at St. Mary's. Oh, yes. Yeah. The racquetball club yeah. down by the Rowan Club. So we were in those those squash courts, it was freezing. There's no heating there. It was perishing.
1: Winter's night.
3: <laughs> yep, that's it. But well, we were in there for a long time. Um, and I think they were down in the old St. Mary's as well for a while in the hall down there.
1: Yeah, I think we've done the Tai Chi there across from St. Mary's Church there in the, in the hall with John when um, he was facilitating that as well. So you mentioned you want to be a paramedic. Yep. Did that come true at all?
3: nah not at all my father tried you know to convince me not to do that (laughs) (laughs) and uh he was he was successful in the end you know Hmm. so but uh i have a great respect for for those guys especially now they have a hard time
1: yeah amazing job really do so So what did you end up doing in Clonmel then
3: uh so i worked in a few places i worked up in guidon for a time and i was in uh saint joseph's hospital as an orderly Mm. briefly uh, before I went to university. And then after that, that's uh, Japan and subsequently America <laughs> happened. So, yeah.
1: Any plans to ever come back maybe down the line and move back home?
3: So, <laughs> the reason always... i reason The reason I ask this, I asked
1: this, ask this question to all the wild geese. And yep. I don't think yep. anyone yet has turned around and gone, well, I do hope down the road at some stage maybe to retire. Uh, but no, they've all, they've all said uh, no. So I'm waiting with bated breath for your answer. Will you will you upset the system here?
3: I won't. No. So there's a, <laughs> <laughs> there is a a time when I would have mm. you know gladly come back uh, to Clarmel. I do miss Clarmel a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the the reality is, you know, I'm an only child, and so is my wife, mm. and uh, so there, and we have kids.
1: <laughs> right. And the
3: kids are pretty well uh anchored into the community and, and that right now so i think there was a window of time when they were a bit younger where i could feasibly have gone back to ireland but now it would be very difficult to uproot them and you know move them back and kind of start over again with them so i think we're probably here forever and you know as the kids get older and have kids of their own, well, we you know we're not going to leave of course yeah it's uh, come back to clomel so it's sort of a gilded cage mark
1: <laughs> and when were you home last oh
3: man so my mother had a milestone birthday some time ago mm. i'm not gonna tell you which one cause she'll murder me but she had a milestone <laughs> birthday and so I came what's, home your, what's your mom's name by the way martina o'brien is martina
1: o'brien name. okay Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. so that was probably um say five years ago now maybe
1: did you, and did you find Clawmill had changed when you were back five years ago? Completely changed. Yep. What did you find?
3: Oh, it's just, you know, a lot of the old stores were not around. Right? Yeah. And, you know, the places were, you know, something different was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there you had different community centers not around the place and Tesco's was different. There was just a lot that had changed.
1: Of course. Yeah. You'd remember the old uh, Crazy Prices store, no doubt, when that was in town.
3: That's right, Super Quinn
1: down there. Oh, yeah, and that's. Do you know what the sad thing about that is? Uh, was that gone when you were home last time?
3: Yes, gone.
1: Yeah. Well, do you know what? Nothing's got in there yet. It's a holy disgrace. That whole area around there, all yeah, that. That's a shame. Yeah.
3: That, that that was really good for the town to have all that down there,
1: right? Yeah, it's all gone. I think it's only extra- about one or two places.
3: Across the street. Yeah.
1: Oh, mate. <laughs> how 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 good was extra vision? Didn't you love that back in the day?
3: Yeah. And Mary Morrissey would be in there.
1: Mary, actually, <laughs> I met Mary there recently. Did you? I did oh, meet. I think I met her in around Tesco or somewhere like that. Mary was running. I think she was running the store, wasn't she?
3: She was running the store. Yeah, I think after she had that music store, mm. she went into ExtraVision.
1: And you know what? On a Saturday night, that place was jammed, wasn't it?
3: Packed. Yeah.
1: You'd be Packed. after a certain. Now, I gather you're talking DVD, not video here. DVD. Yeah. DVD. Think, you'd be, you'd be for after. Video.
3: It. We'd have to go back to Slattery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you'd have the you know didn't they fine you for not rewinding the the the, the sorry didn't they fine you for not yeah, rewinding yeah. the video yeah, be kind please
3: rewind or we'll find you
1: yeah, <laughs> but seriously getting back to Extravision they were they were great stores it was a thing on a Saturday night you might grab a DVD and a takeaway on the way home from either one of the Chinese restaurants or wherever you know and, and that that was the night sorted wasn't it <laughs>
3: That was it, you were set.
1: Sure. But <laughs> um, yeah, so of- you, you you encountered quite a few changes when you when you came back then.
3: Yeah, but the, the character of the town, you know, is very much still the same, right? So mm. there's a I don't know, there's a kind of a whimsy about Clamel that's get unique. <laughs> like you always have some sort of a crack no matter what you're doing, or something will happen.
1: And you can't be at the crack, let's be honest about it. You
3: can't. Yeah, it's so dry over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it really? Is it? Is it really, Martin? Is it that dry?
3: Ah, uh, it's just different. Like the sense of humor is different. <laughs> you know, so there's not as much. They don't understand that if you're giving them a hard time, it means you like them. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn that lesson.
1: <laughs> well, so I have to comment on your accent as well. You, you sound quite American.
3: <laughs> well, let me tell you, you're not.
1: <laughs> Does your mum? I gather your mum has, has mentioned this to you. Has she?
3: Oh, my dad, especially, he's so angry. Anytime he's are you a Democrat or a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what happened. Hmm. So when I got over here first, no one could understand me, especially on the phone. Right. <laughs> so I had to pretend to be an American to be understood, and it just kind of stuck.
1: It went from there.
3: <laughs> it went from there, yeah. And you know, in fairness, I've been over here. You know, 16 years and not home all that often. So
1: I guarantee the minute you get off that plane and land in Clonmel, the accident, we're back back like that, Martin.
3: Oh, as soon as my dad dad walks in the door here, this house (laughs) goes back in a heartbeat. I don't want to. (laughs) Can't be dealing with it.
1: (laughs) Give you a clip around the ear. (laughs)
3: That's it, yeah. Stop talking like that. Okay, sorry.
1: (laughs) And listen, you mentioned about missing Clonmel. What do you, you, apart from obviously family, what, what do you miss about Clonmel?
3: Oh, so there's places, right? And it's the same kind of mm. places you hear all the time Marrowfield Lake and St. Patrick's. So I'm after falling into St. Patrick's Wells more times. As a really? Child, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime we went out there, somehow I ended up in it. Brilliant. And, uh, it might be why I wanted to be a priest, as blessed every fall in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Patrick's Well, you know, mm. uh, outside St. Peter and Paul's, for some reason, like that, when you're walking, you walk in, used to go into Easton's and then out. Sitting on the wall, St. Peter and Paul's, watching people.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I guarantee there'll be someone you'll know will walk by. Somebody that, would walk by, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Somebody was walking by that you knew, for sure.
1: That was a great thing, know. isn't it? It's just people watching. There was a whole thing, yeah, I, and many guests on the podcast have mentioned the fact when they used to have the O'Connell Mall and, and do the old tour around, you know, through the Mall and and back round again. And that was, that was <laughs> Saturday afternoon yeah. all sorted.
3: Yep, that's it. That's exactly right. Yep. You go up by <laughs> Easton St. Peter and Paul's down into the mall, past Golden Discs and and, and around the <laughs> front and back around. You do that until he got tired yeah. and went home.
1: <laughs> good the good old days. You see, how yeah, how easily pleased were we back then? We
3: were <laughs> sure, we were simple creatures for sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you mentioned Marleyford Lake and and St Patrick's well, uh there. Do, do you have a favourite part of Clonmel? Would it be one of those or is it where you grew up?
3: Oh, it's for sure Connolly Park. Yeah, yeah. Just that that area. Um yeah, I mean there's it's about as perfect as you could get in my opinion. You know. And I, I say that the luxury of being remote from it. <laughs> I was standing there. I don't know if I'd say the same thing, but yeah for sure. Connolly Park is an amazing place with amazing people. And you know I feel very fortunate that you know I came from that part of the town for sure.
1: Again, it's a lovely part of town and I always ask uh, people this too on the podcast, especially when they're in the States or Australia, any any kind of food that you you have a craving for now and again that you can't get or couldn't get over there?
3: Oh, a laundry list. Really? <laughs> a laundry list of stuff from, from simple things like hula hoops and potatoes to uh, oh man, battered he, sausages.
1: <laughs> even, but even down to, to chocolate, the Americans can't do chocolate, can they?
3: Oh, no, it's terrible. And I ran an experiment once and got a an American piece of Cadbury's and had a Cadbury's bar sent over from home and it was might as well have been two different things entirely. Yeah, totally different.
1: And your wife being American, has she tried you know good Irish Cadbury's chocolate? Yes. <laughs> and, and what was her what was her reaction to that?
3: Oh, uh, she won't pick. She won't pick American at all See? same thing with the uh, tomato ketchup Heinz and you know I have Chef, Chef. and, Chef's yeah, in, Chef. and uh, you know it's like gold dust over here but yeah there's no comparison to Chef to Heinz for sure
1: can you buy many Irish products over there
3: yeah not, not so much you know yeah. it's only recently they started to have Barry's tea available over here actually oh,
1: can't be a nice cup yeah. of tea Martin
3: yeah well I used to get it sent over by the sack load
1: <laughs> I'm sure you did that was a great thing actually people were sending you over stuff wasn't
3: it <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah you know, so you can't you can't get too much over here but you know enough kind of to give you a taste at home
1: for sure when do you hope to come home next
3: next year I'm hoping actually to come back uh the last time I was over there you know my kids were small my daughter mm-hmm. was five I brought her with me yeah well this will be the first year. Um, I think we'll all four will come back. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be good.
1: Well, to you know what? We look forward to seeing you. Martin O'Brien in Ohio. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast this month. Thank you, Martin.
3: Thank you very much. Take care the Clonmel
1: podcast love that thank you martin so there we have it that is the Clonmel podcast for this friday the 6th of may episode 84 if you'd like to get in contact i'd love to hear from you email the Clonmel podcast at gmo.com you'll find us on facebook twitter and instagram and on the website www.theclonmelpodcast.com. thank you so much for listening have a great week And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to the Clumbell Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions.
2: Your town, your podcast.